that if we can choose just to step into it and not fight it, then we might even discover a new calling, a new purpose, and hopefully hire help for the, the next phase of our lives. Hi there. Welcome to the Lifestyle Herbalist Podcast, where we hope to bring you a healthy dose of happiness. I'm your host, Dabney Vaccaro, clinical herbalist, health coach, lover of plants. And I'm Sabrina Cooper, registered culinary holistic nutritionist and herbalist. Join us as we dive into the art of herbalism, mindfulness, and healthy lifestyle practices to help you achieve a happier and healthier life. Whether you're a seasoned herbalist or just starting your wellness journey, we're here to provide you with the insights, tips, and inspiration for a more balanced and joyful existence. So grab your favorite herbal tea, sit back, and let's get a healthy dose of happiness together. We are really excited to have Cecilia Lehman with us today. Cecilia is a newly retired teacher and brand new grandmother who has been deeply immersed in her hormone healing for the past five years. Cecilia has been no stranger to life transitions and the change that it comes with each one. But at age 47, she sought naturopathic support for discontinuing the pill. She soon found herself immersed in the throes of perimenopause, and over the five-year span of her hormone healing journey, she faced many complex health trials alongside the challenges of parenting two young adult children, who are currently 22 and 24, and supporting her aging mother who lives in another state. So we're really excited to hear the journey that Cecilia has to share with us today. Um, Celia is our very first um, guest um, here on the podcast. And she is in the hometown where I am in Harrisonburg, Virginia. And she is part of um, a legacy that she's creating called Embrace the Change. And so um, we wanted to bring Celia onto this podcast to talk about her vision and the things that she's into about women's health and um, how it relates to our hormones and birth control and that sort of thing. So Celia, welcome. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Yeah. So tell me how this came to you. Has this always been something that you've been interested in or is this something that happened to you later in life? How did you get started with this? Yes, this is something that happened to me later in life. Over the last five years, I have been immersed in a hormone healing journey that began five years ago when I decided to go off birth control pills. And I was 47 and I have always loved doing my own research and writing and that sort of thing. So it just lended itself to beginning to create content around this. And at the beginning of the journey, I really had no clue what I got myself into when I decided to go off the pill. I really didn't understand what the implications might be. And I was definitely not expecting to find myself on the verge of perimenopause. And so those two things together, discontinuing the pill and beginning perimenopause really complicated my hormone health and began a really long and intense journey for me. Tell me how that was like, what, what symptoms did you experience and how did you get through it? Yes. So most of the side effects of hormonal contraception are not really openly talked about between doctors and patients. And I really hadn't heard too much, but I started to do a little bit of reading maybe about seven or eight years ago and started to read about some of the possible negative side effects. And when I had asked my OBGYN about it, 
They had said, well, if you're not a smoker, then you're not at risk for any blood clot. So you don't need to worry about it. Just stay on the pill until you have passed into menopause. But that just didn't sound right to me. So I decided that I was ready. Well, it took maybe about a year after that till I decided I was ready to take the first step of making an appointment with a naturopathic doctor to get medical help for going off the pill. And at that point, I began to read even more and started learning about some of the side effects like weight gain, depression, anxiety, hair loss, um, lower sex drive. And those are really just the milder issues. I learned that the pill can also alter the delicate balance of our gut microbiome. And Mm -hmm. I, I ended up experiencing that firsthand a little bit later. And that leads to a lot of problems um, with the digestive system. And then I learned about the skin problems and just the increased susceptibility to food intolerances and things like that. And I learned that the pill lowers our thyroid activity, that um, it helps our testosterone to get dangerously low and some of those other common side effects. But for me, I really didn't start experiencing anything right away. It was about a month after stopping the pill. And that's when we realized that I was definitely experiencing the symptoms of post-birth control syndrome. And for me, that was extreme hot flashes. It was really painful vaginal dryness where having sex was almost impossible. Um, A lot of skin issues like skin flare ups, sort of like eczema, sort of like acne, and um, just being very tearful and very emotional. And that happened in a month's time. So I went from being on the pill and having quote unquote periods on the pill to then not having a period and having the symptoms of a postmenopausal woman within one month. And so at that point, my naturopathic doctor, Dr. Alexandra Cope, she recommended that I do Dutch testing, which is the dried urine hormone analysis. And then that allowed her to be able to make recommendations for me for herbs that she could give me in a tincture for supplements. Um, Now, some of the supplements we had already started ahead of time because she knew that I couldn't just stop the pill cold, that I would need to gradually wean myself off. So on the last pack of pills, she had me take supplements for liver cleansing and thyroid support and for helping to improve gut health with probiotics. So even with those things, after the first month off of the pill, my hormone just completely tanked. And then it took a while for them to rebound and to come to some level of normalcy. And I started having the period again, but it wasn't, that was about four months later, but it wasn't a normal period because I was so close to being in the advanced stages of perimenopause. So when my periods did pick back up again, they were extremely heavy. I had really bad pelvic pain, um, just not fun stuff at all. That sounds dreadful. Yeah. 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 All of that happened within a month. Yes. Your poor body, your poor Mm -hmm. family, your poor you. Yes. Yes. My family did not know what had happened. (laughs) A lot to navigate in a short period of time for sure. You know, and it's a lot of 
your hormones are just so out of whack and it's like, where do you start? Right. Mm -hmm. Where, where do you begin with, um, healing what first, right. Yes. So yeah, it sounds like you were well supported, um, with that <clears throat> journey. So that yes. was great to have yes. someone in your corner for that. Yes. I was very well supported. I have never heard of post birth control syndrome. So mm -hmm. that is new to me. It was, of course, new to me too. And there are several OBGYNs that are known nationally that have worked to get that term out there. There's one, um, Jolene Brighton has actually written a book called Beyond the Pill. And I think she is basically credited with, with that term. Um, and then it's become a little bit more popular within the the mainstream medical world. I mean, I'm sure there's still some OBGYNs that would debate whether it's real or not. Um, but yes, Dr. Cope was well-versed in it. And it, you know, my journey was pretty complicated because of being on the pill for so long. So at first when I didn't have a period, we didn't know if that absence of a period was, have I just already gone into menopause or is this post birth control syndrome? So there was a little bit of time of guesswork, even working with a hormonal expert like Dr. Cope. So. Yeah. And I would think there's guesswork no matter what, because every woman goes through menopause at a different time. Yes. It's all going to be guesswork. So whether you're on the pill and you get off at 45 or 55 or 60, whatever, like you're still going to get those, perimenopausal or um, menopausal symptoms, I would think, because our body is going through a change. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I don't, it doesn't make sense to me that a doctor would say, stay on it until it's over. Because even when you think it's over, like it's not really over because you've been given hormones and then suddenly you're not like, right. I don't understand. Yes. And those hormones, those fake hormones suppress the ovaries basically tell the ovaries to shut down. Mm -hmm. And then that kind you know, that causes all kinds of changes. Wow. Yes. So, yeah. Many women stay on birth control for a lot, a lot of reasons, right? Because their physicians suggest that they should do this. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. And so why do you think that there's pushback um, for going off the medication and what are the alternatives or the benefits for not staying on this protocol long-term? I think that it has become just really popular um, to stay on birth control and that you're told that it's safe. You're told that it's effective. There's a lot in the media about the IUDs and the patches and doctors have begun to prescribe it for just about anything, even if it's not an actual hormonal issue. And it's more than just, oh, you know, they're putting a Band-Aid on a problem. It goes much deeper than that um, because of all the different things that it does to destroy the gut health, to, to jeopardize thyroid health, um, even altering moods and causing severe depression and anxiety. And so I think that more women are starting to, to look for other options, but a lot of times they're not sure where to turn or what to do in place of hormonal contraception. And for doctors, it has just become a simple solution to, because it can help to reduce some types of cramping. It can help with skin clearing. So they have just promoted it as this wonderful solution when it's not helping anything. And, and Dr. Cope loves to say, 
the pill will not fix your hormones. And so um, I have seen that firsthand. Um, yes. And let's see. I think that uh, there's some more pushback too, because women don't feel like they have the time in their life to take care of their own health. And it, it does take time. I mean, I know that I put it off for me for a long time because I was working full time. I didn't feel like I had the time to go to an out of town doctor's appointment or to be keeping up with my supplements or tracking my cycle. But I finally got to the point where I was ready to take that first step and make that commitment. And it's brought about a life changing journey that I wouldn't have traded for anything. It's true when you say, you know, it's a quick bandaid and the doctors just automatically want to put you on to some sort of um, hormone replacement or hormone therapy to get you through. Mm -hmm. um, because I faced that as well when I was young. I faced it in my 30s, actually. Okay. And I went off the pill um, to try and have to conceive. Um, and that's when they realized I had POF and I had thyroid issues. And um, it was a whole big snowball effect of things as well like you and then it was noted that I was also going through perimenopause early so um that in itself I myself was like you I wanted to find like a natural way to get through this and I know that like my parent my mother and some of my aunts had not done any hormone replacement therapies going forward and they seemed to be just fine so I I had to look for alternatives and there was a lot of pushback from the medical doctors and physicians here to like what no you need to do this and that and you know um but it's true when you start to follow your cycle and and go through the motions yes it's you know there's emotions that come up there's all this crazy turbulent storms but you come through it on the other side and you realize like, wow, like I actually felt and dealt and now I'm on the other side of it, which yes. is feeling better, right? It is. Yeah. The natural way. Of natural way. And I'm free from those exogenous hormones. I have a healthier thyroid. My body can now absorb nutrients better. I've eliminated the risk of bone density loss for women who stay on the pill into menopause and I have greater energy, greater mental clarity, muscle tone, um, and more vitality than I did as a much younger woman on the pill. Mm -hmm. And with the gut health piece of it, that's been huge to be a part of my own gut healing. It took probably two years for the severe symptoms to stop and for me to feel normal again, to have normal GI symptoms again. And then just in the last couple of months, I've been able to grow fingernails for the first time in a really long time. And that was so encouraging and an outward sign of the inward healing that had taken place with the gut healing. That was a really, really huge challenge that was very unexpected. I mean, lots of parts of my journey were unexpected, but when that hit, I, I had experienced a candida overgrowth from the pill destroying the lining of the gut, causing leaky gut, and then inviting the candida fungus to overgrow. And when that got out of control and started having GI symptoms that were exacerbated by the hormonal fluctuations, then that was a huge challenge. So I went on a, a, a totally different protocol for restoring gut health with herbs and supplements for that. I'm curious, Celia, what herbs, as an herbalist, like we're curious, like which herbs did your physician um, recommend for you? Which ones did you find were helpful? Let's see. Um, 
I'm trying to remember which ones were specific for gut health. I know that I was on a pretty strict supplement regimen mm -hmm. and I cannot remember right now the name of the company that we got those supplements from, but I was on, I was on a biotoxin binder. I was on, um, it's the products were called para one, para two and para three. I know there was time. The herb time was involved. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure what else, but I know that I started developing IBS like symptoms and I was never diagnosed with IBS, but I would definitely have episodes of being more stressed and then having more difficult times with GI and the herb kava was really helpful for me just to be able to calm down and to just to reset the nerves. That was huge. And then um, I know that she used Tulsi a lot for me. Yeah. That's one of Dr. Cope's favorites. She does customize herbal tinctures for her patients. So I was on something for that all along in addition to the GI regimen. Wow. Well, I know we um, we are not live as far as people can't see us, but I want our listeners to know just like how great you look, like you have you do exude a lot of energy and by by um, vitality, and you look amazing. Oh well, thank you. That's very encouraging. Yeah. Sometimes I look at pictures from before, and I'm I'm blown away. And when my daughter and I have gone back and looked at albums and scrapbooks. And she's like, mom, it's like we're going in reverse because you look older 15 years ago um, just because of the pill and there's just the inflammation and just a lack of vitality. Yeah. So I'm curious, how do you talk to young women who, um, you know, who are starting their life and starting sexual activity? How do you broach them on the subject of hormones and the pill and that sort of thing? It is definitely an ongoing conversation, and this is such a new program, and this is a very fledgling offering that we're starting here, and I, I know that it can be a really sensitive subject, so we're still learning how to talk about it, and we're still anticipating what age group, what population will be a part of our group. You know, will they be college students? Will they be moms? Will they be somewhere in between? But um, we want them to feel supported as they're exploring their options. But we also want to be transparent about the risks and to inspire them to look at it a different way and to consider that hormonal birth control may not be the only answer, even though it can, can feel like an easy solution. But I remember um, some of my friends talking about the different things that they had gone through with the hormones and the way that they felt with being on oral contraceptives, that they just didn't feel good. As mm -hmm. a hygienist, what I notice is that there's more bleeding, like there oh. just, there's more inflammation in the tissues. Um, uh, when there's, there's people that are, are you know, women who are taking contrac oral contraceptives. Yes. And I will say that I recently had a client a couple of weeks ago who met with me, who's having just a lot of anxiety and um, not sleeping well. She's, she's 18 years old. She's, um, and has a lot of like heart palpitations and she has really heavy menstrual cycles. And mm -hmm. I can tell from that, 
but her doctor told her to go on the pill and that's want to take care of things. And she's like, I want a different option. What other options can you offer me? So um, I've, I, um, she's taking a couple types of tinctures, um, blends that I put together for her. That's going to help her rest during the night, but then also help her periods not be quite so heavy. Yes. It's going to be a long-term kind of thing, but mm -hmm. I'm that she's going to find some resolutions in a more natural way rather yes. than stuck on the pill because my, I have three daughters, my oldest daughter, um, did take the pill for a little while because I, that was before I was an herbalist and knew much about I know mm -hmm. and so the doctor put her on um these oral contraceptives mainly because she at the time we didn't know but she had PCOS like she wasn't even getting a regular you know period and so I knew that that wasn't a good thing so the doctor says well let's put her on birth control it'll help your periods be more regular and I thought okay that makes sense I mean what do I know um she eventually got off of them and decided she didn't like the way she felt it made her feel like upset and sad and you know just it was a whole syndrome if you will yeah yes. that's great that she came to you I know with your background as a life coach you're able to offer her suggestions for everyday changes that she can make with her sleep and with exercise and with diet that will go a really long way towards helping her find balance more naturally right yeah I think like you're right, Dabney, a lot more people need to be more educated about this, right? Especially the younger, um, younger, when you're younger, because the first thing you automatically usually do, because we don't know, we didn't know a lot or don't know a lot is take, take oral contraceptives, you know, protect yourself, like, don't, you know, and we don't look at alternatives. Um, and, you know, that's, like you said, it comes with a whole slew of things that um, you just if you're not aware, you just begin, like we always say, it's normal, but it's not normal. And um, there's a lot of shifts that happen. Um, so, you know, it, it's really important to get second opinions and uh, do your homework and look into other options before mm -hmm. you just go with what you're being told, because maybe it's just not the right fit for you. Right. Yes. And doctors, you know, a lot of times our visits with them, they're so quick that they don't have time to really talk to a woman about her cycle and to find out if she even knows how to track her cycle. And oftentimes we as women were not educated about our cycles I mean, how many people really know that there's a five to seven day window that you can actually become pregnant. How many people actually understand the four phases of the menstrual cycle? So that's one reason that Dr. Cope has incorporated what she calls cyclical living into our embracing higher health after birth control program so that women can not only learn to know their bodies better, but then become equipped to use that as a natural form of birth control to be able to learn the days that they're fertile and then to be extra careful or abstain from sex on those days. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah. And you've started um, a group or a, a platform called Embrace the Change. Yes. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that and how it's helped women on their journey through perimenopause, getting off the pill, off the pill, the oral contraceptives? Yes. So that group 
started this past fall. We met at Cyan Wood, the Natural Lifestyle Center in Harrisonburg, and it had been a dream of mine for a couple of years, and it, it took a while for the timing to be right to get that program launched. And so we had a group of seven, including me, that met on Monday nights, and it became a safe space for them to come and ask their questions, to lean on each other, to learn what was happening in their bodies. We heard from Dr. Cope at a session or two about some of the physiological implications of perimenopause. And it became something that we all looked forward to, to happen once a week for eight weeks and just to, to affirm each other, validate each other's feelings, let each other know, no, you're not crazy. No, you're not the only one that's felt this way. And that group has kept in touch even beyond the time frame of that eight week series. And so I think it really helped them to feel a sense of community during a phase that can feel very lonely because perimenopause is not talked about a lot. And it opened up the pathway for lots of discussions and learning and hopefully healing. Yeah. Sounds like a wonderful group for sure. You know, one of my friends, actually, she's a little bit older and she's going through the perimenopause menopause. And she also said that we had a conversation about how there isn't a lot of resources or doctors, yeah. actual doctors or physicians or people yeah. who focus on perimenopause that are educated in menopause. And yeah. she's like, it feels like I'm combusting from the inside out. This is not something new. This has been around for years. And why is there no doctor or no health professional that can actually focus and tell me like things that I need to do, you know, or mm -hmm. not do. Mm -hmm. um, and she's, it's fascinating when you actually look into it, there's people who may have taken courses, but there's no specific like, you know, just a gynecologist or this or that, but there's not very many who are specific to menopause. So it's great that you have this group that you can talk about it and start to bring awareness around this topic that's been around for ages. Yes, that was my hope. That was what inspired me to do it because it is a really difficult transition to navigate. And I was completely unprepared for it, but I've learned that it can be our body's last chance to kind of honor our body's wisdom. And it definitely rocks the boat. It definitely feels scary, but I've learned that it can clarify our vision and help us to identify our gifts, maybe in ways that we hadn't been clear on prior to this transition. And that if we can choose just to step into it and not fight it, then we might even discover a new calling, a new purpose, and hopefully hire help for the, the next phase of our lives. But there are some things just so transformative with menopause. I have a, I've had a client over the last couple of years that I've worked with off and on. And um, she was, I, and I love that you call it embrace the change because she was reluctant to embrace the change. Mm -hmm. she, she was taking a hormone replacement for years because she didn't want to, she didn't want to embrace the change. She didn't want the, the, the changes that the shifts that happen when our estrogen lowers. And right. So, um, I encouraged her to do just that, to embrace this power of women, mm -hmm. that something that we are um, ordained to do, like this is, this is customary. And, you know, by, by not embracing it, we're really doing our bodies and our, our life a disservice because I think it does help us to shake off our old self. Yes. Mm -hmm. And become a new version of ourselves. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
you don't really care what everybody else thinks. Yes. Yeah. It's very freeing. And it it's really so is. freeing. Mm -hmm. And I've encouraged my friends, like, don't you feel great? Don't you feel better? I mean, yeah, you get some power surges, but it's just amping you up for your next phase. Right. Exactly. 100%. Yes. I agree. I agree. It's been, yep. been a sacred journey for sure. And it's been a time to learn more about nutrition, you know, because I had to, and to focus on self-care in ways that I never had to before. And so I have embraced those as gifts to carry with me for the rest of my life, not just to have gotten me through my transition, which happened a year ago. So just a couple of days ago, I celebrated my one year since what I call my menopause moment. Oh, good. So, yeah. so yes, it's been truly about you know, clarifying my values and discarding old ways that no longer serve me and growing spiritually and just, yes, coming out of it, a new version of myself, like you said. And that's why I chose the monarch as the symbol for embrace the change, because there's so much that's happening inside that chrysalis that no one can see. And it's a struggle and it's a strain. But then when the time is right, the butterfly opens through the chrysalis and spreads her wings and when she's ready she takes off and soars to new heights and so that's kind of been the metaphor for embrace the change oh, yeah. I love that. like that's transformation yes. your transformation and that's exactly yes. what it is a positive transformation that's right so if yeah. people want to find out more about um, what you do and learn more about your offerings where can they find you so i am on instagram at embrace the change VA. It's embrace underscore V underscore change VA. And I don't have a website yet, but Cyan Wood has been very generous and supportive. And they put my offerings on their website under classes and workshops. So there are sign up links for both Embrace the Change, which is having an introductory gathering the last Monday of February to start a new series for March and April. There's a sign up link for that on the Cyanwood website. And then there's also a link there for the introductory gathering for Embrace Higher Health Beyond Birth Control. And that can also be found on Dr. Cope's website, which is www.drcopehelp.com. So there's a registration link there. And I, I believe there's a registration link on my bio as well. Nice. And we'll have all of this in the uh, show notes for sure. We'll, we'll add in all your links. I'm just curious, do you have any like online, like one-on-one -on -one virtual, um, just because some of our listeners are from all over and I'm in Canada. And so just wondering if you offer any um, things like that to, to people uh, virtually. So we have not done anything yet with that, with Embrace the Change. However, we are going to make the three-week series of Embrace Higher Health Beyond Birth Control. There's a three-week series that will follow the introductory gathering. And actually, both the introductory gathering and the three-week series will be available online. I'm not sure if they're going to be live or recorded but those will be available online. And then people can schedule virtual consults with Dr. Cope if they are seeking more intensive support. Oh, I love it. That's wonderful. What a nice resource for women who are just questioning 
um, whether they should stay on birth control or not, what's going to happen to them if they do go off, because there's a lot of fear around it. There is. Yes. Mm -hmm. I know fear was the number one reason why I stayed on for so long, because I was afraid of the loss of control. I thought that I was in more of control of my life and my emotions and my health on the pill. And then I soon found out that I was had been really wrong about that for a really long time. Yeah. Well, yes. you look amazing. Um, I want to thank you so much for for sharing your vision. Um, what do you what do you want to do in the future? Like, where do you see yourself in the next year or three or five years? It's I don't know. It's hard to answer that. I'm newly retired teacher and. I have stepped into this just a little bit at the time, just kind of doing the next thing each day to see where this leads. And I'm really just taking it one day at the time, but I do hope that both the groups continue to be ongoing and that they do grow and we'll just take it from there and see what happens. Yeah. And so are you leading these groups? So, yes. Yeah, so I lead the Embrace the Change group. And then we had Dr. Cope tune in via Zoom for a couple of, for two of the sessions. She joined us for part of each of those sessions to teach about the medical side of it. And then for Embrace Higher Health Beyond Birth Control, Dr. Cope and I will be co-leading that. So she will, of course, handle the more medical side of it and then and her expertise. And then I'll be adding in personal sharing and encouragement and hopefully inspiration for women to not give up. Yeah. Wonderful. I love it. Thank you. So great. It's been so great having you and, and bringing awareness to this topic and, and creating this conversation around it. And so if you could sum up what we've talked about here today, what are in a few words, yes. what would be the biggest takeaway for our audience? Well, I have written a lot of words on my experiences <laughs> and on my reflections, and I would say take the first step because it's your health. So claim it, embrace it. And I would say that it, it may have taken me until age 47 to take the very first step, but I still wouldn't change how my story is unfolded. And if I could leave you with just three words regarding both birth control and perimenopause, I would say educate, encourage, and empower. And we hope to educate women on their options for contraception, to encourage them to invest in their health, and to empower them to take control of it. And then with perimenopause, we hope to educate women on what happens to their bodies during this phase, to encourage them to seek support, and then empower them to make the changes that will carry them through to the other side of their transition. So educate, encourage, and empower. It's beautiful. Great words. Yeah, really great words. Well, thank you so much again, Celia. And um, we look forward to hearing more from you in the future. Thank you both. And good luck with all your programs. And Thank and you. And you all as well. Thank you so much. It was a thank privilege to be with you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lifestyle Herbalist podcast and were able to glean something that can bring a healthy dose of happiness to your life. Stay tuned for more episodes 